0: comment and share. Holy crap! I did it again. I'm talking and I'm jabbing, and I left the freaking mute button on. Ah! Wow, three minutes. I gotta, I, I gotta dock off this uh, thing. I apologize, folks. Again, it's, once again, it's Vita Coms. I'm flying solo without my main man El Cuco, who's out in somewhere in a college campus helping his kid move in. Uh, um, so he's not here. Uh, so I'm flying solo. I'm flying solo. CJ might be joining us. I just sent him a link. Um, so this is what happens. This is what happens, and, and and I didn't know that my sound was off until uh, my man Alan uh, Bridge Mohan Singh texted me, and Alan's like, "Hey V, your your sound is off." I'm like, "Oh shit!" So anyway, there's a lot going on. I apologize for the late start of the stream. I was handling a lot of business this morning, taking care of things, uh, getting things moved around. So this is, that that is the reason why for the uh, for the uh, the late start. Um, I guess I want to start with this, right? This is. This is pretty key, pretty clutch over here. And I want to thank all of you guys that are in there. You got Alan in there, Lord Kangs, Ali Muhammad Ali, Wazidiri, Turning Japanese in the house, glad you're getting better. Rodan returns, hope you're getting better. Hope of speedy recovery for you as well, brother. DH is in the house. Who else is here? You got a lot of people in here. Oh, El Cuco is here. Google i yourself. Hola,
1: amigo. Hola, el Google. Hola.
0: You know, I was, Hola, three amigo. Minutes, I was three minutes into the stream and I was talking and I had no idea why my mute button was on. So, uh, one of our <laughs> listeners, Alan, texted me. He's like, hey, man, you're, you're, you're live, but there's no sound. I was like,
1: oh, crap. I did it again, <laughs> bro. Jesus I'm gonna, Christ. I'm gonna start calling you Joseph. P. (laughs) Farrell.
0: Why he does that? He just goes live and
1: and he has a mute on? (laughs) Yes. yes, He probably gets angry. (laughs) And people are commenting. They're like, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. And then he sees the comments. And then he'll unmute. And then he gets mad because no one's letting him know they can hear him now. He's like, people, can you hear me now? Somebody respond. Can you hear me? (laughs) But he stopped... He stopped doing it. I think he must have listened to me uh, point that out, that he gets mad at his own mistakes. <laughs> and he gets mad at his listeners. About his I get mistakes. mad
0: at myself. I'm like, how can I be a, a bloody idiot like this? But hey, it happens to the best of us, right? So, it is what it is, man. It does. It does. Yeah, it is what it is. See, there's a lot going on. I wanted to share this screenshot real quick. Beep beep, beep. This is, uh... I don't know if people saw this or not, but um, Americans are stuck behind uh, enemy lines, brother. Okay? And this highlights, each the, the abysmal failure that is America. The abysmal failure that is the United States foreign policy and its leaders. You know, there is one good thing out of this, right? People like us who've been following this and folks like you that have been listening to, you know, broadcasts like this, those who are actual truth seekers who are trying to you know, uh, really break their brains over the geopolitics of the whole entire thing, and what really happens, rather than being, you know, um, rather than being sidetracked by platitudes and political axioms, the normies out there are starting to wake up, Siege. The normies out there are starting to realize we're actually being led by idiots. We're being led by morons,
1: right? Oh, yeah.
0: Siege, I don't know if you saw the the videos that were coming out of uh, Afghanistan, And this is a video that was on the outskirts of the Kabul airport, where you had Americans behind barbed wire fencing yelling at U.S. soldiers, "Hey, let us in!" In perfect American accents, "Hey, let us in!" And the American soldiers are standing there because they got to follow. Yeah, you didn't see that they had to follow orders. That video is making the rounds. I, I don't have it pulled up at all because. I am not the producer extraordinaire. <laughs> a, I don't know where that link is, but, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's out there. And when you see it, and I know maybe some of you have seen it or, or not, but that clip is out there. I mean, you can scour it on social media, maybe on Twitter or whatnot. But the fact of the matter is this. We have a ridiculous amount of Americans. The factors are probably anywhere between north of 9,000. Okay, nine to 10,000 Americans that are still on the ground. Now, CNN reporters have gone to the outskirts of Kabul and worked themselves back into Kabul, and they realize that it's impossible for anybody to get through Afghanistan, to get through Kabul into the Kabul airport. It is damn near impossible. We had Fox News, and uh, Fox and Friends in the morning had a an American citizen calling in from Kabul and saying, hey, I'm stuck here. Me and my family, we try to make it out. I mean, the embassy... Gave us like last minute details of what the hell is happening. Me and my family were trying to make it out. We got caught like maybe like three miles away from the airport. We had to turn around and come back to our hotels and whatnot. So this is the type of insanity that is happening. Okay. And folks, let me explain something. Just like Afghanistan right now is in the forefront of everybody's mind. Okay. It's now in the forefront once again of everybody's mind. and But it has been dormant for 20 years. Okay, after the toppling of the toppling of the of the Taliban, so you know, the so-called toppling, right? People thought, okay, we got Afghanistan. Uh, there, there's some trouble there, and yeah, there's some little regional flare-ups here and there. But for the most part, it's under U.S. control. And what the Normies have always thought, because it's never been mentioned on the media, because the media forgot all about it, right? That that twenty-year war was ongoing. What they never showed you about is that the 167 provinces were in a consistent, readily steady state of conflict. There was never a time in 167 provinces that are outside of Kabul, which is known as the Green Zone, there was never a time where those provinces did not face some sort of conflict. U.S. forces were in a consistent state of operational uh, action. Every single day. Okay. Uh, American contractors, Blackwater, Bechtel, uh, uh, Halliburton, G4S, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the names go on and on and on. Raven, Raven, Raven shield or some shit like Raven, whatever. That's not Raven. Shield. that's a video game. Uh, Raven feather. I have no idea, but I forgot it's Raven something, right? The, these are defense contractors that were out there. Uh, and I, I forget the last name. I, I just can't forget the uh, free. Anyway, they were out there, and they were also in a constant state of, of conflict. So, so, in other words, the place was never settled down. But as the saying goes, folks, out of sight, out of mind. If you're not seeing it on the television screen for most normies, then it doesn't exist. For a normie, if it's not in the TV screen, then it doesn't exist. And that's
1: what the Correct. deal is, man.
0: You know? So we all forgot about the siege. We completely Correct. forgot about yes.
1: it. Yes, yes. And there actually be... Yes. And from other boots on the ground reporting, they're actually revoking some of the press passes from not only uh, some of the BBC, but also RT. Yeah. They, so they, they're systematically shutting down any type of reporting because they flat out lied to the American people. So yesterday they had that press briefing where they said that the military have the situation under control. There's an orderly evacuation taking place currently. But in the real footage that came out, V, you're correct. It's it's There's no orderly conduct of getting – there's no way at this point that people are trying to get out or doing so freely. Because from my understanding is the Taliban have said, look, we're shutting down the airport until we get this thing uh, cleared up. And I believe 9,000 U.S. citizens and then close to 40,000 – Uh, either either dignitaries or other people who have been there aiding the U.S. uh, in this process. So it's 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 a fiasco, V.
0: Absolutely. 100 percent. Now, let me tell you how it's going to get worse, CJ. We know for a fact that the U.S. dropped the ball on this whole entire thing. We know for a fact that the Ivy League educated numbnuts that are in the U.S. foreign policy making departments have royally screwed the pooch on this one. We know for a fact that the Afghan, that the Taliban, the whole entire thing was pretty damn interesting. The U.S. backs Ghani. Okay, who was the Afghan president uh, before the whole entire uh, toppling of the Taliban happened, right? Before the whole before the Taliban came in and conquered Kabul. You had Ghani. And Ghani is one of the most corrupt individuals out there. Ghani's a guy that we know of has at least a hundred he tried to get out of the country with 170 million dollars in cash. Not 170 million million Afghan currencies, not 170 million whatever but 170 US million dollars in cash. And he tried to stuff it in three or four cars, he tried to get it onto a plane, and now he's in the he is in where else is he going to be? UAE. And remember CJ when I said that UAE is the money laundering capital of the world? If you have 170 million dollars in cash, you want to launder it. If you're a US asset, you bring it directly to the UAE. And the United Imprints will, will launder it for you. How do they launder Well, they take the 170 in cash, and they'll they'll layer it within some sort of a skyscraper purchase. Oh, look. Look, somebody's bought a brand new skyscraper, a brand new penthouse. And they'll launder it out that way. Okay? So this is the way the game is played. So Ghani's over there. So uh, while this is happening, the, there was supposed to be a transitional meeting. This was all agreed upon when Trump was in there. Ghani leaves, he hightails it out, and then Hamid Karzai, the former Unicol employee who's been in Afghanistan who didn't leave, and then this other gentleman, which was, whose name I forget, they stayed behind. They're like, "Look, we need to figure out what to do." So they stayed in the presidential palace while the while the Taliban were coming in, and then the, they tried to come. Hey, look, you know this is the situation. You know, Ghani's gone. Let's try to work things out. Let's try to get a a a, a, a government in play. And we know from a lot of the data that's been coming out, especially the meetings that the Russians had with the Taliban, what the Chinese had with the Ka- Taliban, and the joint meetings that they've had all together in Qatar, there's a couple of highlights that the Taliban are really stretching to the people. Now, that's not to say that every single Taliban member at this stage of the game in Kabul is going to follow orders to a T. That is not to say that some abuses and some potential Mishaps and atrocities could possibly occur because not everybody is in lockstep individually speaking, okay? Because there's a lot of chaos going on. But there is one thing that the Taliban's been putting out there that is shocking, okay? It's very shocking because I'm going to read that to you. Then I'm going to read to you, then I'm going to explain to you the next thing that Exceptional Stand did in in counter to this, which is going to blow up an Exceptional Stand's face in a huge, huge way if they do this, okay? Um, Watch this now. All right. The I'm gonna pull this up. Okay. There were in the in the press conference, okay, there were some key takeaways here. Some very, very key highlights. All right. And number one, the you know, the, the look, we understand that 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 na- that narrative is important. We understand public perception is important. And public perception is also important to the Russians, to the Chinese, and to most of the developed world. So the developed world, especially even in Iran, because Iran was also involved in the in, in the uh, in some of these negotiations with uh, with the Taliban, because Afghanistan is a neighbor, that a regional neighbor of Iran, so they don't need the beef, they don't need the problems either. So here's what's agreed upon, okay? But there's no problem. They will have any. They they, they want the women to be participants okay they, they can go ahead and get a college education they can go get a job they can go and hold position in parliament and they want the parliament to be open and inclusive and that means women and Shia now it's interesting they put the Shia in there as well why Shia? well who is the majority Shia Muslims in the world? that would be the Iranians okay and if afghanistan if if the taliban want to survive and look folks i told you this there's about 29 trillion people are saying 3 trillion what no this is about 29 trillion dollars worth of mineral wealth 3 trillion in copper alone okay 3 trillion in copper alone and if they want that extracted out they need as much foreign as much foreign help as possible So when the Iranians came on board and the Iranians started to broker some of these deals with Afghanistan, one of the deals that Afghanistan is allowed, okay, fine, we're going to allow our Shia population to be partakers in government. and also works that Hezbollah in Lebanon, which is also Shia Muslim, you know, the Taliban has been talking with them as well. They're like, all right, fine, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll allow Shias and we'll allow uh, women. So long as the women follow the Islamic, you know, the whole sharia thing. And sharia law, depending on which which Islamic country it goes by, there's a broad base of interpretations to sharia in and of itself. Because in sharia, in, in Saudi Arabia, it means women nothing, right? Women can't drive, women can't hold participation in government. Sharia in Indonesia, women can have positions in government. In Indonesia, it's an Islamic country. They practice sharia law, but there's women over there. Like, how do you explain that? See, folks, there's a lot of granularity. There's a lot of gray in things, and we shouldn't take what people in the media quickly tell us so that we can go ahead and and, and either paint with a broad brush or make a quick snap judgment, okay? So that's the first key takeaway, and I'm going to go down through these takeaways, then I'm going to show you how the U.S. screwed the pooch on this. Second, that the Islamic uh, Emirate does not threaten anyone, Right? That they will follow the Pashtunawali code, the Pashtun code. That is their culture of the people. The Pashtun code means a lot of things to, to to the Pashtuns. It means everything to them. What does that mean? Well, let me define it. During nine eleven, right when when all of a sudden we're gonna hunt him down, we're gonna bring him out, we're gonna smoke him justice.
1: Yeah,
0: there's a saying in Texas. There is a Tennessee. Uh, fool me once, uh, uh, that guy. Right, that guy was trying to convince him and Donnie Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney and Paul Wolfowitz, the basically the crazies, okay, also known as Team B, the crazies, and they were trying to convince all of you that the Taliban were behind 9 11. The Taliban and the Afghans have nothing to do with 9 11 whatsoever, right? In fact, it was on written paper that uh, uh Omar, uh, uh Omar Mohammed, okay the guy who was the leader of the Taliban at that time, Mullah Omar Muhammad, right? He was the leader of the Taliban in 2001. He was not comfortable with bin Laden being in Afghanistan. Wr- wrote letters about it. But he just can't simply kick the guy out because the Pashtun code says you don't kick out your guests without an actual reason. And if you guys remember at that time, if you guys remember at that time, this is the time where... Uh, you know George Herbert Walker Bush right George H W with W went up to uh, to uh to uh, Mullah Muhammad Omar and said hey you got you got to you got to hand him over to us and then Mullah Muhammad uh, you know Mullah Omar Omar Muhammad right Muhammad Omar whatever his name is right the mullah right he said well I'll hand him over to you but you got to give me that evidence you got to give me that proof right Because if I were to give him who is a guest in my Pashtun tribe and I simply hand him over to you, that is a position of not only weakness on my part, but you're putting my life in danger and you're you're usurping my position. And what that entails is if I were to hand over to This guest that many in my village, many in my culture consider this man a guest. We might not be comfortable with what he's doing. We might not be happy with the fact that he's bringing more Saudis into our country to train on monkey bars. We might, But we can't simply just kick him out as of yet. You got to give us evidence because if you tell me to hand him over without evidence, my villagers will probably have me deposed as their leader and I could possibly wind up getting killed. So I need evidence. But that's going to be a problem because they don't want Tim Osman, a.k.a. Osama bin Laden. They don't want Timothy Osman to come out and say, hey, you know what? Having a trial. They don't need that. Right. Because the point is not about getting bin Laden. The point is seven countries in five years. The point is not bringing uh, Osama bin Laden to trial or capturing him alive. The point is. Seven countries in five years. The point is not, you know, trying to get to the to the root of this thing and dismantling the Al Qaeda terrorist network and having Osama bin Laden and 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 his uh, Egyptian cleric sidekick spill the beans on the internal operations of Al Qaeda. Who are the other members? Where are the rest of the cells sleeping? And how do we take down Al Qaeda? That's not what the objective is. The objective is seven countries in five years. So when when uh, mullah uh, you know Omar Muhammad Muhammad Omar came out and said, "Hey, here's Bin Laden. Just give me the proof, and I'll hand him over to a and a, a, and I will extradite into an Islamic country to stand trial. I'll do it." Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney had other ideas. Cheney's like, "Oh no 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 no. You see, me and Donnie Boy, we have a sweeter." Than aspartame deal. Okay, I made that reference there, no pun intended. You can look up uh, Rumsfeld and Aspartame. Okay? We have a sweeter than aspartame deal that we've worked out with also with our sidekick Paul Wolfowitz. That deal is called Project for a New American Century. That plan is seven countries in five years. All. For not only the pipeline deals that we're going to be creating, but also the CIA rat lines that are running in and out of those opium fields. That's what it's for. And so the war on terror began. That was the pretext. Fast forward 20 years. The Taliban are back. They're back in power. They've gotten smarter they've understand what 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 narrative and and how and what optics look like on a political sense so they've met with the russians they've met with the, they dude dude. they flew to moscow they flew to tianjin they they've met with the iranians and they understand what optics look like so they said you know what yeah fine women could could work they can go to college they can have participation in government same thing with with the um with the Shiites, no, no issues there. They can they can have full participation. And here's Hamid Karzai working with the Taliban in order to get this done because Ghani's left. Ghani has left. He's gone. He's flew the coup. He's taken $170 million and he bolted. Okay? Now, the security Here's the other thing that that, 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 the, that the Taliban has said, and this is why the U.S. Embassy hasn't been ransacked, broken, and burned down, except by being burnt down and ransacked by its own embassy staff. The Taliban said that no foreign embassy will be touched. You see? That's important. They also said that foreign media can continue to work uninterrupted. So if you're a foreign media, whether you're RT, CNN, why do you think they haven't strung up that bitch from CNN and hung her upside down? Why do you think that hasn't happened? Why do you think they didn't behead her cameraman? Because they said, look, foreign media, you want to operate, you have your press license, you go ahead and operate. Go ahead. They're not allowed, they they ain't stopping that. So all these edicts, I mean, they're putting, there's more to it, but they're putting a lot out there. And then the whole pullout, the U.S. didn't tell anybody, didn't communicate with nobody. They pulled out, creating such chaos in the process. the, 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 The Afghans said they fucked up everything on their way out. Basically is what the Taliban said. They screwed everything up. And then after the airlift of Kabul, the Kabul airlift, which made the the you know the, 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 the airlift in, in Saigon look like a joke. Okay. After the whole chaos of the of the Kabul airlift, the US did a fatal flow. And see, do you know what that fatal flow was?
1: Gee, did I lose you? No, I accidentally logged out. I was backstage. I'm I'm here Ah, now, V. ah, What was that flaw, V? You're you're on point. You're on point.
0: The flaw is that the U.S., the very next day or two, thanks to the football and clipped hair named Janet Yellen, went ahead and froze the Taliban's funds.
1: What stupidity. What stupidity.
0: Now, watch this. Why... Would you okay this is this is this is going to blow up in America's face in a big way. Why would you go ahead and freeze the Taliban's funds when you still got ten thousand Americans that are still stuck in Afghanistan? Mm. Mm. I, ugh. they are going to go they, oh my God. Those Americans will not be allowed to leave. I sense some sort—excuse <coughs> me—some sort of a hostage situation emerging. I sense it, and I'm all out of water, and I have a parched throat.
1: No, I, 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 agree, and not only that. If you were the United States, and you'd hope for any type of dialogue or any type of of influence right like any type of shaping any type of afghanistan policy like the state department put out that they wanted this inclusive government all this kind of bullshit right why are you then going to seize all dollar assets and then just further push them into basically china and russia's hands exactly right i mean isn't that what's going to happen Be are they going to like oh n- n- no don't worry about your u.s dollars we we have you covered we can we can help you
0: they're going to cause the de-dollarization. <coughs> they're going to expedite whatever deals they're going to do with China and Russia. They're going to expedite. They're going to guarantee. They're going to cement those deals. Thanks to freezing of their assets. Then you put ten thousand Americans in risk. And what's going to happen? I think I, I predict. I would not be surprised if the Taliban come forward and says, "Hey, look, you got ten thousand Americans here." <coughs> You want them back to simply unfreeze our funds. And I guarantee you, Lloyd Austin and all the other low IQ morons that are in the Biden administration will do so. The U.S. is in no military power, is in no military advantage to do anything about it. None. None whatsoever. And they're incapable of doing it. This is going to blow up big in their faces absolutely huge absolutely huge now when we get into this the US government sent a notice to Americans trying to escape Afghanistan after a rapid takeover by the Taliban over the weekend, telling them to make their way to the airport in Kabul but they could not guarantee their security on their way there Congressional A told CBC, CNBC, uh, CBS News that there were no partners left in Afghanistan to safely get to 10 to 50 I'm sorry Ten to 15,000 Americans trapped around the country in the capital of Kabul. Instead, a note went out to American citizens requesting to be evacuated from Afghanistan. Okay? This is your... There was a time, CJ, that if the, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, if you got stuck in a failed state, you got stuck and there was a revolution overnight in some country where you're staying at, you contact the embassy... There'll be a crack team of military personnel. Come okay? mm. They'll come in and get you. Okay, they'll come in and get you. You, don't kidnap Americans. You don't hold Americans hostage unless you have a death wish. In Biden's America, this is what it looks like. This is what the this is exceptional stand. Broke, insolvent, weak, tepid, limp wristed, milk toast. Exceptional stand. <clears throat> telling its citizens. Thank you for registering your request to be evacuated from Afghanistan. The U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan has confirmed that an undefined number of U.S. government-provided flights will begin soon. Please make your way to Hamid Karzai International Airport at this time. And then it said in bold capital letters, Please be advised, the United States government cannot guarantee your security as you make this trip. Oh, that's good. And then it says, that you are basically on your own. And then it says, uh, we'll fly you out, but doesn't give uh, any details as to if there's any damn flights coming in. Then the ten to 15,000 Americans are still stuck in Afghanistan because they can't make their way through any of the Taliban checkpoints. This is turning out to be a cluster mess. So what does exceptional stand do? They take a football with clipped hair. Janet Yellen, who has zero experience in foreign policy, zero life experience. This is a nerd. This is a bookworm who went from high school to college and never left. She's been in the annals of academia her entire life. She's been in the annals of government her entire life. She's been, she is the Lyndon Baines Johnson of the Federal Reserve. She's somebody who's been in the system for so damn long. Okay? She's just kicked around and recycled from one federal bureaucracy to the next. In other words, you wouldn't trust this woman to run a a, fro, a Froyo shop. She would not be able to run a frozen yogurt stand. But yet, here she is in the U.S. treasuries without understanding any of the geostrategic ramifications of her actions. She goes ahead under the authority of the president of the cardboard cutout-in-chief, the crash test dummy, and perhaps even Tony Blinken, who's another, uh, oh my God, another... Oh, just a just a, a pathetic loser of an individual, Blinken, one of the most talentless hacks out there, one of the most untalented, unintellectual individual ever meet. Tony Blinken, and Lloyd Austin, another one, another idiot, the affirmative action hire, Lloyd Austin. They go ahead and because these idiots are playing shoots and ladders. You see, folks, the Chinese and the Russians they're playing forty chess. The Americans are playing shoots and ladders or snakes and ladders, whatever the hell that game is. They go ahead without any understanding of the total ramifications of this whole entire thing and they go ahead and they freeze the Taliban funds. How are we going to get to 10 to 50, how are we going to, and this is when Lloyd Austin comes out, they realize they fucked up bad. And Lloyd Austin comes out, there are the militaries in charge. Everything's going to be fine. Everything will be done clean and orderly. And then within minutes of this moron saying that, that's when the the video, the cell phone video came out of Americans stuck behind enemy lines, some of them making it to the fence of the Kabul airport. And you can hear this American woman yelling at the troops, hey, help, help us, get us in. Get us in, and the troops are just standing there, and it's nighttime, and there's nothing but smoke all over the place. Looks like something out of the movie. Get let us in, let us in, it's us, we're Americans. I mean you can clearly tell. The woman was not like help us, please let us in. No, she was help, let us in, it's us, we're Americans. And the troops are just standing there. Because they gotta get orders. They got get clearance. And the higher ups.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable, V, and we cannot forget. You know, they had their playbook, right? They had their playbook, and unfortunately, we can't ask the late ambassador Christopher Stevens what that playbook involves when it comes to leaving Americans high and dry, with a failure of leadership to go in and take decisive any type of military action. So now you have all these people in harm's way at a very significant risk. And, and you're right about yelling to go in and make the decision, right. To say, Hey, we're going to seize these funds. What in the world were they thinking with knowing that this many people were still in harm's way that I I don't think that there was any plans in place. I, I, you know, it, it's a sad situation for those people who are are stuck there. And now you're dealing with the situation because we also learned Apparently now, whether this is fake news or whatever, it's probably real. But apparently the new Taliban leader was formerly where was he? He was in Gitmo and who released him? Obama. So so let me ask you this question. V: like how now that they've basically have sealed off that airport and they're able to monitor and filter people who are going to be boarding those planes. What greater risk is that they're not infiltrating any of those people who are boarding and then sending them off to wherever they're going. Yep. And, oh, and by the way, in lockstep today, we had, what, two or three different suspected bombers taking place. Like, there was one at the Capitol. I, I I don't know. I haven't paid attention to the news, but apparently I caught some headlines. But, you know, it's like, okay, this is this is perfect timing. So are we going back to that war on terror? Um, but, my gosh, what, a, what an interesting uh, news cycle. V, did you catch Biden with uh, Stephanopoulos uh, on his...
0: I missed it but I caught what he said about this here we go I'm going to play it real quick oh
1: my god wow do you believe the Taliban have changed no I think let me put it this way I think they're going through sort of an existential crisis about do they want to be recognized by the international community as being a legitimate government I'm not sure they do but look they have they care about their beliefs more well they do but they also care about whether they have food, eat, whether they have an income that can make any money and run an economy. They care about whether or not they can hold together the society that they, in fact, say they care so much about. I'm not counting on any of that. But that is part of what I think is going on right now in terms of I, I'm not sure I would have predicted, George, nor would you or anyone else, that when we decided to leave, that they provide safe passage for Americans to get out. What happens now in
0: Afghanistan? Ridiculous. After all of this, after all the moves, after the right now that you know, you have Russia and you got China that are meticulously crafting together a tapestry that will be the reemergence and the stability of Afghanistan. This moron who still thinks that this is the 1980s. And in order for any country in the world to survive, they need to be plugged into the Fed wire, they need to be plugged into SWIFT, and they need to be plugged into what the US economic model is, otherwise they're out in the in the dark. This moron, how will they eat? How will they how will they maintain security? Russia, China, mic drop.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, V, you know, the the, the sanctions and the tariffs. Have worked so well for us the past twenty years. I mean, they've they've just done so much to propel the United States to the plateau on the world stage of influence around the globe. V.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me let me bring this up. There's another.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Important. Again, I, I think that we've hit that point of peak stupidity, right? I think we've we 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 we've achieved that that point, and. And at the same time, V, we have the same people who've made the decision in regards to Afghanistan, not to pivot too hard. I want to you you know, you know, keep up with you. You're going to go with your topic. Yeah. But these are the same people who at the same time, <clears throat> V, at the same time, these people, these, these, these experts in Washington, D.C., who are telling us that 99.9 percent of the hospitalizations of people who are getting the, the most severe ill. Due to COVID or the unvaccinated. Okay. At the very same time, they're saying, Hey, by the way, we need a booster. We need a booster <laughs> because <laughs> we need a booster because the jab may not be lasting as long as we thought. Okay, so so which is it? Is is it the jab is working and only unvaccinated are getting sick and in the hospital? Or is it the jab's not working and now we have to mandate a booster for, for all Americans? That's the level of stupidity that we're dealing with. But most people, including most Americans, not our listeners, not our listeners, are too dumb to critically think they'd rather put the mask on, they'd rather get in line for the jab because Americans have lost their balls, B. Yep.
0: How about this one, Siege? Landmark study proves the coof uh, jab must be less effective than advertised. The latest study to examine the effects of the kuf jab in the wild has been published by the University of Oxford. See, was it was this study published by um, uh, by the Brooklyn Community College? (laughs) Was this was this uh, published by uh, the uh, Kabul University? No, Oxford. Okay, Oxford, Oxford University. Okay, now. And the UK office for national statistics, and unsurprisingly, have found that the efficacy rates for the Pfizer and Moderna are significantly lower than the 90 plus rates as advertised from the initial control trials. <gasps> you don't say. <laughs> and right now, with what the the chief health counselor in Israel, the chief guy in charge of their health. And a uh, 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 pandemic response in Israel is out there stating that the jabs are 40% effective or less. And that 99% of the people that are getting infected right now, over 90 some odd percent, I think it's like 97% or something like that, are people who've already gotten the jab. Once or twice. And the boosters ain't working either.
1: But V, you're missing the point. You're missing the point because we can trust the CDC and their accuracy of all reportings that 99.9% of the people in the hospital, V, are the unvaccinated, okay? We can trust them. I I trust the CDC. I trust Washington, D.C., V. I've I've decided to line up. I'm going to get the jab myself. (laughs) What a joke. What a a joke. It is a joke.
0: Shifting gears back to what I wanted to finish up and say this, and I got to hop off. I got a conference call coming up. The U.S. decided using the clipped uh, the football with clipped hair, aka Janet Yellen, a woman who couldn't run a lemonade stand, and, and and Lloyd and Lloyd Austin, the affirmative action hire, and Tony Blinken, who is the most useless man in politics. Okay, they along with the crash test dummy. The cardboard cutout in chief had decided to go ahead and freeze the Taliban funds. Then, on top of that, out of nowhere, you had an opinion post, an editorial show up in the CIA-controlled Washington uh, Washington compost. Okay, now see, this is very important. This was written by Ahmad Massoud. Now, who the hell is Ahmad Massoud? Well, Ahmad Masood is the great son. He's the son of Ahmed Shah Massoud now you might say to yourself who is Ahmed Shah Massoud if you know your afghan history you would know if you do some research especially right after what happened in afghanistan right after the mujahideen where you had the uh, where they split into the northern alliance and the taliban and there was a fight for control of afghanistan ahmed shah massoud was known as the, liar, the the lion of panjir he was the warlord in the north that had a ragtag group of warlords, and they were fighting the Taliban for control of Afghanistan, okay? And then right before 9-11 occurred, literally, actually or sometime around mid-August, I think it was right before September 11th, right, the terrorist attack on September 11th and, you know, the whole project for seven countries in five years, the project for a new American century went active. Ahmed Shah Massoud was killed. Okay, he was killed. He was taken out. He was assassinated, okay? His son Is the equivalent of a Hunter Biden. His son is an idiot. His son is a moron. His son is not carrying the vision and mission of what his father wanted. So, this is the equivalent of a Hunter Biden. His son is a CIA plant. His son is working with other former Afghan nationals, okay, who are also current Saudi. CIA, and Mossad triple agents. His son, as well as a few other Afghans whose names escape me at this current moment, are working very closely, and these guys are all CIA, Saudi intelligence, and Mossad puppets. Triple agents. Okay. Out of nowhere, his son pens this article. Remember, this is in the backdrop of, hey, the Taliban just got their funds frozen. And all of a sudden, there's 10 to 15,000 Americans stuck in Afghanistan. And this idiot kid writes this letter. In 1998, when I was nine years old, my father, the Mujahideen commander Ahmed Shah Massoud, gathered his soldiers in a cave in Panjshir Valley of northern Afghanistan. They sat and listened as my father's friend, French philosopher Bernard Henry Levy, addressed them. When you fight for your freedom, Levy said, You fight also for our freedom. Bernard Henry Levy. (laughs) Let that name stick in your head. My father never forgot this. As he fought against the Taliban regime up until the moment that he was assassinated on September 9th, 2001. At the behest of the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. That's right. Yeah, he was assassinated two days before 9-11. Right, I remember now. He was fighting for the fate of Afghanistan and also for the West. No, he was fighting for Afghanistan. He didn't really care about the West. Look at how they're spinning this. Now, this common struggle is more essential than ever. You see, Ahmed Shah okay? Ahmed Shah Massoud tolerated Bernard Henry Levy. He was not, Levy is not no confidant of Ahmed Shah Massoud. But Levy and I'm a six asset, a Mossad asset, Bernard Henry Levy. Is the handler for Ahmad Massoud Jr., the son. I write this from the Panjshir Valley today to read to you the following that I'm following my father's footsteps with the Mujahideen fighters who are prepared to once again take on the Taliban. We have stores of ammunition and arms that we have patiently collected since my father's time because we knew this day might come. (laughs) And this little punk ass snot nosed kid is out there claiming to be the interim president. He is already out there claiming to be the interim president. He is getting aid from the CIA. He's getting aid from Mossad. He's getting aid from the Saudis. Right on cue. Right on time. Here you go. The Afghan, the Taliban see this. Members of, the, interim, uh, of the, inter, the real interim government who have not fled the country, like Hamid Karzai and a couple of other individuals that he's working with the Taliban right now to create a coalition government, they see this. You see, exceptional stance simply can't leave. No, they got to break and fuck shit up on their way out. They got to make it as difficult as possible. They don't care if ten to 15,000 Americans die. They don't care. They didn't care when 3,000 died on 9-11. They didn't care about the 3,000 troops getting blown up in Afghanistan. They didn't care about the ten to 15,000 wounded in duty, maimed, dying. They don't care. They don't care that 22 to 23 vets per hour or every day are committing suicide in this country. They don't care about that. These sick individuals want to create as much havoc as possible and they think having this little snot-nosed kid out in the Panjier valley who's now claiming to be the president of afghanistan well, folks you know i think somebody joked on the live stream cj just a few days ago uh that juan guaido is going to be the next president <laughs> juan guaido is going to show up and declare himself to be the president of afghanistan Somebody joked about that, I, and I, I read that comment a few days ago, and I, and I started laughing in my head. I'm like, holy shit, that is their playbook, and here it is. Here is the Juan Guaido of Afghanistan, Ahmed Massoud. He's out there. No one knows this kid. This snot nosed kid has maybe 10 people that know him, right? This snot nosed kid who led a very unremarkable life is now all of a sudden declaring himself to be the president of Afghanistan. These people are insane. I'm talking about the people who run the United States. They're insane. They have no way of managing this. They have, they're have they not even thinking about this. And, folks, this not-nosed kid will be taken out by a drone strike. I guarantee you there will be a drone strike on his ass, and he will be taken out. That drone will probably be a Chinese drone. Ten to 15,000 American hostages will be released when the funds that are frozen from the Taliban will be released. Again, this will make the United States look... This is all going to blow up on the deep state's face. Want, mark my words, this is going to blow up in America's face. And all the time, at the same time, these idiots are trying to flex and, uh, and, and puff out their chests against China in the South China Seas. Not realizing that their entire flotilla, the entire Pacific fleet, can be taken out with some hypersonics in a matter of minutes. Folks, do you see this? It's the same playbook. This is what they did in Venezuela. Real forces come in, real revolutionary forces, they take power, and all of a sudden here's some, nobody heard of him. Here he comes. I am now the president of Afghanistan. Some snot-nosed kid who, who controls, you know, 200 acres on a mountain somewhere. Living in a cave, he's now the president of Afghanistan, in the Panjshir Valley, in the middle of nowhere. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! But they're paying this kid. They're paying this kid that they put him on the CIA's record of notoriety, known as the Washington Compost. Wow! They put it on the CIA's paper of record, the Washington Compost. How do you like the Maple Siege? Here's the one Guido of wow. Afghanistan.
1: That is insane. I, I wonder where Guido is. I wonder if he's. Uh, I know he was at Trump's State of the Union. I wonder if he gets to hang out at Mar-a-Lago as well. I,
0: th- I, I think he's <laughs> hanging from his neck somewhere in the Amazon. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then on top of yeah, uh, uh, G- Jimmy Partner's is right. One point three billion in gold stolen from Afghanistan. But I but I thought gold was was worthless. Thought it was a barbarous relic. <laughs> you gotta love it, folks. And this is where we are.
1: Yep, Mo- See, monumental shift. Monumental. It's huge. Huge. There's so so many so many. Uh, it, it, to, to pinpoint this and just look at this strictly, just as Afghanistan is a is a is a huge mistake. This is this speaks volumes on a, a lot of things, and the blowback is going to be a tremendous. V. This
0: is. So
1: bad. These guys think that they're the lords
0: of chaos. They don't, you know, it's it's like Bane talking to Batman. So you think darkness is your ally. You merely adapted the dark. I was born into it,
1: shaped by it until I was a man and I found it blinding. Yeah, yeah and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm happy that, that our troops are getting out of Afghanistan. I, wa- I want to make sure that, that I'm clear on that. And for those that are saying, hey, let's get infantry let's get the seals back on a plane we can go take care of this airport no matter all that stuff stop okay that 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 is the last thing that we need to do is to put more american troops in harm's way out of the failed leadership of this administration okay i i'm totally believing that in the, the capabilities of our of our boots on the ground our our servicemen women but it's the leadership that always comes into play in the question and the last thing that we need to do is send them in with any type of a, of a failed plan because they will not listen. The generals will not listen.
0: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. 100% right. And that brings us to the end of the show. CJ, thank you for joining in, man. I think I know your mobile
1: uh, safe travels back, brother. Yeah, I'm excited tomorrow. I believe tomorrow is never mind. Tomorrow's is tomorrow. Friday. Gosh, yes, darn Friday. it. I'm, yeah. Tomorrow's all, Friday. All so, Velas, tomorrow. so all day tomorrow is Friday. Vellis. Is back tomorrow, so V is for Velas. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m., and we should be also back for, for Hanging Harley with 12, and I know that they're going to have a lot to say. So keep it locked and loaded right here, roguenews.com. If you did miss yesterday's Cuss with Gus, it's, it's loaded up on roguenews.com. You can go listen to the replay there. right.
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And with that being said, folks, we are over and out. Make sure you hit the, th- the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. And we're over and out. Take it away, CJ. But CJ is not here to take it away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All See right. You. Be
0: safe. Take sure. care. Bye. Bye-bye.